But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys. Fatty, Fatty, Big Bride, Big Bride, and my cousin Vinny, and my cousin Vinny. Sorry, Brad, I get excited when I hear the banjo drop. What is Let's going on? I am that fat guy, Jared Fatty Bates. I'm always here with my big fella, Big Bride. What's going on, Big Fella? What's up? It is a glorious week this past week. Uh, a lot of things have happened. So we got some surprises tonight to show you guys. We got some other things going on. But first off, we always got to tell you, our show is brought to you by Harold Keel and Lake Erie APA. And if you want to play pool, this session is ending and we're getting ready to start a next session. I believe it's going to be after the new year. So if you want to sign up, have some fun and play some pool, let us know here at Illegal Ham to Face or get a hold of Harold Keel at Lake Erie APA on Facebook and we'll get you in touch. There's pool league every week and you can have some fun. Uh, James is the first one in the comments tonight. What is going on, James? What up, James? All right. So, Bri. We have some special announcements we got going on tonight. And I want to get them, one of them out of the way real quick. Uh, you and I have talked about, for the longest time, a uh, little rebrand action from our original logo that we started out with that we love dearly, and it will still be a part of us. It will st- still be part of our show. Uh, we had uh, we talked about it in the, uh, the colors that flew between Ohio State and Michigan and some trademark issues might come back to uh, chomp us right in the ass. So we decided to switch it up a little bit, and we will have a new logo by the beginning of next year. But we do have the rough draft of the new logo, and I want everybody's opinion on it. Here is the rough draft we got so far. We're just adding in some new colors and some new schemes to it. But this will be the new official illegal hand of the face logo. So, Brian, what are you thinking there, big fella? You got the pig, you got the cigar, and you got all the Cleveland sports teams all in one hat. I love is it is it amazing blue on the hat? I'm no, that, it. that is the wine and gold. I don't know. It looks like amazing blue to me. Nah, we keep it change. keep it right there. No, keep it how it is. We could change those Good colors look. very quick. <laughs> Trust me. Because I'm talking. <laughs> it's good, it's good the way it is. I Let's know. roll with it. We got to Well, I got a couple touch-ups I got to make. You know, you can't have a white cigar. It just doesn't fly with me. So I got just a little couple touch-ups, nothing major. Uh, the second big announcement, which Bry does not know about, uh, surprise them here on the show. We do have a new sponsor for our trivia coming up this year. And we will also be partnering with them for a few other things throughout the year. 
The City Dogs of Cleveland have now partnered with Legal Ham to the Face. They will be sponsoring our trivia every Tuesday. Our trivia will be brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland, and there will be an adoptable dog that we will show every week for City Dogs of Cleveland. Uh, Brian and I have worked with them before. We love them to death. So we do have a new sponsor, which is absolutely amazing. We love City Dogs of Cleveland, and it was nice of them to reach out to us and ask us to uh, kind of help them out and try to get some dogs adopted before the holidays and even after the holidays. So, sure. Bri, how you feel about that one? That's a big one, isn't it? Oh, it's it's the best the best thing that we can be, uh, you know, throwing our support towards. You know, we've talked in the past. You and I both have rescue dogs that we love to death. Um, my cousin, I just saw posted something this past week. Uh, she got her dog from city dogs of Cleveland and, uh, they made a post about how they're running out of space. So, uh, so now's the time, you know, don't wait, get them for your kids for the holiday season or, you know, just to start your new year off. Right. Uh, go, go to city dogs of Cleveland. Go check them out. They got plenty of great dogs that'll be such joys in your household. So at least check them out. Um, I know it was one of the best decisions my wife and I ever made uh, was to adopt. And yeah, you know, we couldn't love our pup more. And same here with us with Princess. Uh, we had um, our baby boy that we love so much uh, had a... Uh, well, we had to put him down at nine months and uh, it was a hard thing for me and my wife to do. We still uh, talk about our fur baby a lot. Uh, we love him to death, but it took a while for us to warm up and we realized that we will never have another dog like him. So princess has come into this household and changed our lives. Like you wouldn't believe. And it's, it's a good thing. And I, I really do appreciate city dogs reaching out to us. Um, we've known them ever since our first tailgate with them there at the summer in Berea. So it's been a few years now. Um, nothing but great people, great dogs. And I believe they're having a special this month, uh, $21 adoptions. They're trying to empty out the kennels and they go everywhere for dogs. Now that that's the other thing. I know that Beth and her husband just went to, I believe it was Maine and picked up three dogs and brought back to Cleveland. So they're going everywhere and out of their way to adopt, foster, anything that you could do to help city dogs. It's an amazing place. And, you know, we're going to support them the best we can. Uh, starting next week, I believe Beth will be sending me an adoptable dog that we will showcase here on the show. And, you know, hopefully we get some dogs adopted here before the holidays. Uh, it'd be a great thing. Yep. They're, they're doing God's work over there. Um, you know, who doesn't love a dog? And there's plenty of dogs out there that need your love. You don't have to go to a breeder or go to a pet shop. Uh, you know, there's plenty, plenty of good, good boys, good girls out there that, uh, that will just fill your heart up. So go check them out. And on that note, Brian, I'm skipping shout outs. Um, we shout oh, out. Oh, man. What, you finally got a shout-out this week? I got two huge shout-outs. All right, well, let's do it finally, then. You got shout-outs, let's do them. Yeah, it was another great football weekend for me. Uh, let me shout-out first the uh, the Toledo Rockets, uh, your MAC champion, Toledo Rockets. And then that started the day well, 
And then Michigan went in the Big Ten back-to-back years. That continued the day going great. So shout out my two schools, my alma mater and my uh, the school I've rooted for my whole life. And then, you know, again, the Browns finish up the weekend perfectly. Maybe it wasn't the perfect game. But, um, but yeah, flying high right now. You were just riding the wind. I bet – now hold on. <laughs> I've been down for a very long time, so let's make no bones about it. I understand that. Now you got to take the wins. I got to ask before the kickoff of the Browns game, did that uh, wind flutter a little bit with the uh, college football playoff committee? Did it just little one of these? What with Ohio State getting in? Yes. No, not really. I mean, honestly, I was happy that. Uh, that it worked out the way it did. Because if Ohio State and Michigan are going to meet up again, it's going to be for the national title. I didn't want it to be like, uh, you know, in a, what do they call it, semifinal game. Uh, You know, let's just, both teams handle their business. And if they do that, they'll be playing for it all. So, I mean, how how could it get any better than that? And, And by the way, people, do not, if that does happen, if that does go down in January, where Ohio State is playing Michigan in the national championship game, you will see this fat face going live. Hopefully that big face going live with me for that whole game and seeing our reactions as we go through, because this is a game that should have happened in 2006. Uh, <laughs> and I actually, I finally put that out. I did put that out and it kind of floored everybody, but we'll get into uh, some headlines here later. Cause I, I want your opinion on one, headline that I kind of threw out there and I believe I broke some people with it because they didn't know how to take me afterwards. So just let you know on that one, but let me, let me just say in hindsight, you said it should happen in 2006 in hindsight, that would have been a terrible decision because both Ohio state and Michigan got roasted in their bowl games uh, that year. So clearly they were not the top two teams. I know it was fun having them one and two, but, uh, Bry, that's why. That's why you gotta throw everybody together from different conferences. Bry, let's be honest. After Ohio State beat Michigan, there was nothing else they needed to prove. Uh, Michigan <laughs> was the number two team. They didn't need to prove a damn thing after that. And that's Michigan, how you feel. And Michigan's heartbreak loss to Ohio State. You know that number two. Who really wants to go play a bowl game after that? I mean, you got you got to factor it in. If they actually had them back in at the national championship, going back head to head at each other. Never know. We might have another would, barber like we did last time. It, right. But it wouldn't have crowned the best team in the country as a national champion. <laughs> you know, Florida was much better than Ohio State and USC, I think, was much better than Michigan that year. So who knows where the motivation lied, but yeah, they both got torched that year. And that's but, why we have a playoff now. Revisionist history. Right. That's why we have a playoff now. We can get. Are we getting into college football today? Well, we are. We are, but we got to okay. do it. I'll save it. I'll save it for then. Yep, go ahead. All right. So, trivia time, which is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland. Brian, we're going to play the sounder here in just one hot second.
Sorry for the delay. Justin caught me off guard. He is wanting to know about the fantasy football update for your illegal ham fantasy football league. Right? <laughs> Why does he care? He's eliminated. He's with me. We're both uh, we're both out of it. I know he is, but we gotta we gotta find out the uh, what happened this week, Brian. Sure. So, right, out, right out of the gate, fat happy endings. Smack down to Portage County prostitutes, one thirty to ninety. Phillips love that, by the way. Ooh, Talking dog, trash to him? I no, I don't need to talk trash to him. He's horrible, anyways. Dog Pound Boys beat Team Big Rod one hundred six point three to one hundred five point four. That's a great back to back bad losses for him. Wow, Cleveland Lyman Lounge one thirty one over Wonder Years one twenty one. Team Span, 150, beat the Giggles at 73. Baldy Locks, with a 91.5, beat Team Big Meat, 90.3. Oh, that's why he wanted the update. He got a close win. Harold Keel, 152, over the Juice, 125. And the Fantasy Football Team, with a record of 12-1 and this year, Bri. 12 and 1. Score 158 to 81 over Big Bry. We found out. Right. I found out why he's 12 and 1. He has Mahomes and Jalen Hurts in a two quarterback league. So I'd say that's a pretty good start. Yeah, that's definitely a good start now. Yeah. But playoffs will be happening here soon. I think what, in a couple weeks? Uh, I think this is last week. This is the last week of regular season, and then playoffs start next week. All right. We will crown a so, Ham to the Face champion. Uh, make some hay. Who is now sole last place? You want to know who was sole last place? Oh, you? is that me? Because <laughs> he won this week. <laughs> Damn you, Deshaun Watson, getting me, what, five points maybe? Hey, what's really Stop. funny? He said Tom Brady pulled out the win for him last night. <laughs> On the last play of the weekend, yes, it was. he won. Oh my goodness! Wow, incredible! Oh man, that's amazing! I love it. I love this league. All right, Brian, let's get into trivia. All right, now don't let me forget it at the back end of the show. I'll make a note. Got two trivia questions for you, big fella. Two, okay. One you should be able to get. Who, besides Donovan Peoples-Jones Jr., was the last person for a Cleveland Brown punt return touchdown? I was thinking about this. Honestly, I thought – I wasn't thinking you would ask it, but I was thinking to myself, when – it's what they say on the broadcast, like 121 games. So I, I got a head start on this one, so I do have a guess, but I didn't look up to see if it was right, so. All right, next. The Browns had two defensive touchdowns for the win. No offensive touchdowns, Brian. Mm -hmm. Who in the NFL had the most total defensive touchdowns in a game? Uh, Team or player? Team. Most uh, defensive touchdowns in one game. All right. Okay. Can you tell me how many defense touchdowns it was? Probably not going to help me, but curious. Uh, four. 
four. Okay. Four defensive touchdowns. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. All right. He was down 20. Justin was down 20 going into Monday night. <laughs> uh, yep. And Brady, Brady was crapping the bed up until the last two drives. I know. For three and a half quarters. He was terrible. I sat him for Jared Goff. All right, Brian. Here we go. We, got, we do have some Cleveland headlines for you. So here we go. We're not going to talk Cavs. We'll talk Cavs later on here in the next month or two. They're still playing basketball, by the way. But we are going to talk. Cleveland Guardians have signed a first baseman, Josh Bell, to I believe it's a two-year, $33 million deal. He is 30 years old. He's got some pop in the bat, played for Pittsburgh. I think he last played at San Diego. He's batting like a whopping 200, so it's kind of like right up the Guardians' alley. No, are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. $15 million a year for a 200 hitter? Welcome to the Major League Baseball League. Golly, why didn't I play baseball longer? Hey, did you hear what uh, Justin Verlander just went for? Yeah, what, $40 million or something a year? Yeah, you know how old Justin Verlander is? 38, 37? Tom Brady age. Let's just put it that way. 45? Is yeah, it really? Close enough. Like, he's farting dirt right now is what he's doing. <laughs> Uh, but there are some other keys that are going on. Uh, cannot believe they signed a first baseman. Uh, Phillies gave $30 million to Trey Turner. Yes, that was another big contract that just went out. $300 million to Trey Turner, Brian. Major League Baseball has got it, man. And it's amazing. They just, hey, money's no joke if you're on the right team. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, the other Cleveland news is actually more of a college news. Ohio State backdoored their way into the college football playoffs. Uh, They will be playing Georgia. Michigan will be playing TCU. All thanks to Utah beating USC. And Caleb Williams getting hurt did not help that cause any. But there was one thing I wanted to bring up on the national broadcast of your Big Ten championship game, Brian. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to bring this up because I brought it up and I, I want to do what's right and what's fair. So this is going to be like a little fatty on fire right now. Oh boy. I just want you to button up your britches a little bit. I'll sit back and enjoy the show. How in the hell does Nick Saban get on a halftime show for the big 10 championship on Fox and beg like a used car salesman trying to sell Alabama into the playoffs. No other team had to beg for their teams. I didn't see Ryan Day out there. Did you see <coughs> see Dabo on national TV begging for his team to get in the national championship? I didn't see that. I didn't see Utah. I didn't see uh, Lane Kiffin down there in Ole Miss. I didn't see any of this stuff. But they allowed him, of all people, to come on a Big Ten championship game and beg to the masses to let Alabama play for a national championship. I call bullshit, Brian. I call bullshit. I call bullshit. I call bullshit. I call bullshit. If you're going to do that shit, you got to make it fair for everybody. There, I don't care if he's the best coach in the world. 
he should not be allowed to come on a halftime of another conference's tournament game, tournament championship, and beg for his team to get into the playoffs because he knew his team wasn't getting into the playoffs. Bullshit, Brian. <laughs> and I wanted to get your feelings on it too because I don't know if you watched the halftime show, but I watched him beg. Oh, yeah. He begged like a used car salesman. Begged to get Alabama in. With his buddy Urban Meyer, with all the guys on the Fox Sports cast just giggling like, hey, Nick, it's all right. Go ahead. Beg for Alabama to get in. Bullshit, Bri. I, I was obviously I was watching the game. Uh, I can't remember what I was doing at halftime. Uh, I did see that Saban was on there. Maybe I had the volume down. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. So I couldn't tell you. I couldn't say for sure I knew what he was talking about. But, yeah, I understand. He, he was probably begging for it. Um, yeah, I have no good reason why uh, he gets to and other people don't other than, you know, he's the GOAT. <laughs> and you make exceptions for him. But I understand people being upset about it, too. Like, what's going on, Jay? Jay plays at the uh, Lake Erie APA also. So there's nice. a Lake Erie APA area in here. Okay. Uh, yep. So, yeah, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand. I understand he's a great coach. Uh, he's probably one of the best college coaches ever. He probably will go down as the best college coach ever. I get that. But really, during another team's, like, I can understand if it was the SEC championship game and him begging, or if it was, you know, dare I say, E. S E C P N, you know, begging for it on that, like a little playoff committee kind of thing. But during the Big Ten national championship game on Fox, doing it, like it just floors me. Like it just, it's like, come on, man. I mean, that's like Ryan Day going right in the middle of the, you know, let's just say the Iron Bowl in between Alabama, Auburn, going, yeah, these teams don't matter. Yeah, we should be in the national champ. Don't worry about these two teams playing right now. That's BS, man. You just tried to take away from the Big Ten Championship because you're scared now because there's a chink in your armor. And if you haven't noticed lately, did you not see the transfer portal that just jumped out of Alabama? There's probably mm -hmm. 30 kids that jumped out of Alabama already. Mm -hmm. I like that. I, I, that's why the NIL deals, the transfer portals, they kind of set everything up for uh, more parity in college football. And like I said last, last week, you know, even though Michigan's been to two straight college football playoffs, I'm all for parity. I, I, I think it's no fun when, you know, the same four teams, same five, six teams are going to the college football playoff every single year. So I like seeing a Utah win uh, the Pac-12 or Kansas State. Game. Right. When uh, I kind of I, I gave up. I, I was watching it until maybe middle of the third, end of the third quarter, and then I gave – I'm like, yeah, USC's not going to win this game. Utah's in control, and they just kind of rolled from there. And then TCU, Kansas State, I, I might ruffle some feathers by saying this, but in, in my eyes, you know, the four-team playoff was not needed this year because there's really only two teams that deserve to go play for a national title this year. Um, you know, there were a group of them, but then they all started playing each other. You know, a Tennessee played in Alabama. Okay, Alabama lost. You're eliminated. A Tennessee played a Georgia. 
Tennessee lost, okay, you're eliminated. Ohio State, Michigan played each other. Ohio State lost, okay, you're eliminated. So, like, we kind of have, like, a playoff throughout November to come to two teams at the end of it. And then TCU blowing it at the end, um, you know, I, I don't know. It, and it's it's kind of weird because in college football, it, it's been to – we're used to having, okay – two teams at the end of it, three teams at the end of it, that are all undefeated that are just these monsters. And now we have to kind of change our minds to the 12 team playoffs going to be more like uh, the NFL where you can lose two, three games and still get in and still play for a national title. So it's just, it's going to be weird. Um, I, it's going to be fun if, in December it's with 12 teams. That's going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Hopefully upsets happen. But um, yeah, this you know this year, next year can kind of be the last couple of years where you have to be undefeated or maybe one loss to have a chance at it. And the the, the one thing I do like about the twelve team coming up, and you know, you I knew you were going to go Homer on your take of just you and Georgia should be playing for the national championship, and that's fine. I mean, I would isn't that, isn't that correct? I mean, there's only two teams that deserve it. Does Ohio State deserve it? I don't think they do. I didn't expect. Right. I, I don't think they deserve to get in the playoffs anyways after they lost to Michigan. But now that they're in, why not? I mean, it's one and of like those. they obviously they have um, Utah to thank for getting them in, but they also have South Carolina to thank because if South Carolina doesn't beat Tennessee, Tennessee probably goes ahead of them. No. If South Carolina doesn't beat Clemson, Clemson probably goes ahead of them. So, like, all these things had to happen, go their way, and they did. And, you know, if I was a jerk, I'd call them the by-default university, but I'm not going to do that here. Well, and then, you know. Give it a glove to the waist. Yeah, that's all right. The, uh, for the first time, two big teams are now in it. Right. Which, which is- so that's exciting. Absolutely. But, but also, what I was trying to bring up the point before we started taking blows at each other with Ohio State-Michigan which will probably happen for the next month now because of the right. championship game. Um, what I was saying is it's kind of nice, though, because, yes, we do have these out-of-conference games where, like, Alabama will play Oregon. Or, you know, you get the big marquee game of Ohio State-USC or Ohio State-Notre Dame. But then you're in your conference mostly. When you're playing this 12-team playoff, yeah, you might have lost a couple in your conference. Your conference already knows you. It's the traveling and the playing in a different team that you're not used to playing that gets you that you're just kind of not. That's like that Utah. I'd be scared to shit of that Utah team. The way, sure. they, the way they played against USC, they're nine and four, nine and four. And they just kicked the shit out of USC. Not like a little bit, like they took their heart out of their chest and kicked the shit out of them. Yeah. How did they lose four games? I don't know, and that's the how thing. does South Carolina have the record they had the way they're playing at the end of the year? I see. This is the thing, though, and you get those teams that you know might have a crap day, just a crap day. Nothing's going right for them, and magically they're in the playoffs. Right now, Utah would be in the playoffs. I wouldn't want to play Utah. I wouldn't okay. want to play. I wouldn't want to play Clemson right now, getting better. Like Kansas these are, State, Kansas State. TCU, like we still don't know about TCU because we don't watch them enough. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like these are, you're playing a mixed match of games and you're worried about parity. This is going to be parity as it is because 
How often does Alabama play TCU? Never. How often does Alabama play Oregon? Not that often. You're going to have these kind of matchups in this 12-team playoff that you're going to look at and go, oh, this is going to be a good matchup. I mean, you're going to get a Michigan versus LSU. That You know what I'm saying? You're going to get a Michigan versus UCLA. Like, you're going to get some really great matchups that you don't see, that we don't schedule for in college football, and it's going to happen during this playoff, and it's going to be amazing. I can't wait for it. True. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, like you said, uh, you know, it would be fun to see how these Big Ten teams stack up <laughs> against these SEC teams. Um, because we clearly, a couple weeks ago, we got into it about what's the better conference. Well, we're probably not going to have to wonder too much longer. Um, it, in just having them play in bowl games that don't mean anything doesn't, you know, carry a whole lot of weight for me because – you know, you win, you lose, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're going to the NFL. So nobody really puts their heart and soul into it. But if there's a national title on the line, oh yeah, then they're going to start playing a little bit harder and they're going to give it their all. So then we'll really well, see who the better team is. And also you will have these kids stepping out. I'm not saying Nick Jigba shouldn't have. He was going to anyways, going to the draft. But then you're also going to have these kids that are actually going to play for a national championship instead of going, Guys, I'm good. I'm just going to sit out. You guys go ahead. I know I helped you all the way here to this point, but since I'm really not into it and not interested anymore and I got to worry about my draft status, I'm just going to sit out. That's not going to happen anymore if you're one of the top 12 teams. Yeah. It's hard to argue with with that line of thinking. If, you know, if you're playing a bowl game for nothing, you know, I know you want to be there for your teammates and all, but you, you got a future to think about. And I think that's what – Jackson Najigba's thinking about is, uh, yeah. hey, I got I got an NFL career ahead of me. And let's be honest, the same thing happened with Nick Bosa. Would he play like three games, then he had an injury, and then he's yeah. like, you know, I'm going to be a high draft pick. I got a whole NFL career ahead of me. I don't want to screw it up by playing a couple college games at the end of my college career. So I get it. You know, you're not – you're not making a ton of money. It's it's your livelihood. It's your future ahead of you. So it sucks when it happens, but I don't blame these kids for maybe starting to look for their future. Oh, heck no. I don't blame them either. I mean, at, at that point in time, I mean, when, what are you playing for if you're just playing a mean, meaningless bowl game? You playing for the just a swag bag when you get there? whoop de do. I got a swag right. bag when you get drafted in the first round. Like, you know, like, come on. <laughs> All right, Brian. Let's get into the uh, let's get into the fun time now. The uh, Deshaun Watson has officially come back. He has played in Houston, got booed pretty much the entire game by the fourteen fans that were there in Houston watching the game. But the Cleveland Browns came out with a win without an offensive touchdown. Uh, we had a punt return, a interception. Well, not even an interception. Two fumble returns, wasn't it? Or an interception return and then the fumble return. Uh, yeah, um, Fields had an interception return and Ward had a fumble return. And then we had two kicks by our kicker, which uh, is nice to see him actually kicking it through the uprights. Sure. So, Bry, this game, we kind of figured we were going to win. Um, we didn't know because, you know, Houston being one and nine, didn't know what we were going to expect from that team, but we kind of figured that we would be relying on our defense and Chubb and Hunt a lot during this game. 
Um, I'll bring it up first. Uh, Sean Watson was definitely not ready for that game. Um, The rust is there. The real-time action is he's just not, he's not ready yet. He's not even close to ready. Um, When you're throwing balls pretty much 20 yards in front of the receiver and it's just hitting the dirt, he's spiking them right into the ground. That means he is overthinking everything and trying to get the ball out too quick. Um, normally, when you coming in, knocking off rush, you're going to throw him high and things of that nature. But with him throwing in the dirt there, that kind of looked like he's trying to rush things, trying to – he's seeing what he's seeing, and he wants to get the ball out, but he's trying to get it out too quick. A um, couple sacks that I didn't think he should have taken because he's quicker than that, but we also did see some glimpses of a few passes, a few scrambles, a little RPO action finally. But the good note is Briar defense stepped up again. And they played great, if not good, still getting gouged on a run. Still getting gouged on a run. And another thing is for our defense, Brian, tackling. I watched Denzel Ward get run over. <laughs> I watched, You saw it too. No, I had Tony Fields, uh, uh, Damian Pierce, trucked mm-hmm. Tony Fields. Like, I know he had a good game. Nico he Collins. had a couple turnovers. Nico, Nico Collins, yeah. Nico Collins did to Denzel Ward. I mean, that's they, right. I did see like, that too. It's like these guys got to get a little bit tougher and learn how to tackle some people because, man, oh, man, there was a lot of missed tackles, a lot of arm tackles. I mean, my lord, Bry. But how did you take this game, bud? I mean, it was a great game. We got the win. Guess what? Two wins in a row. What are we going to do? Complain about sure. it? No. Sure. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at. Um, it wasn't pretty. The defense played well. Um, they got, let's be honest, they got some gift turnovers. Very first play of the game, guys sprawls out to get it and just kind of throws it up in the air and um, – Oh, uh, John Johnson gets one right in his bread basket. And then I don't think I've ever seen an easier touchdown than Denzel Ward's touchdown. <laughs> you know, where, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not hating on these guys because they're there to make the play and they made the play and, you know, they did what everybody would do. Um, so I'm not trying to belittle them or take anything away from them. And, you know, Tony Fields made a pretty good play uh, on that interception and returning for a touchdown. So, you know, the Browns have had so much bad luck over the years and this year with the Jets game and, you know, a couple other things that it's about time things went our way. Um, we've been talking about how, what, it was a month since they got their last turnover and it just came in bunches this game. And, uh, yeah, thank God that our defense showed up and our special teams finally showed up because, our offense just didn't have it. We were sputtering. Maybe the most concerning thing for me was uh, was our run game not really having a ton of success. Uh, like Chubb had a couple, maybe two nice runs. But other than that, he was kind of held in check. And uh, Kareem Hunt, I thought, actually had a pretty good game. But, um, yeah, it's one of the worst rushing defenses in the league uh, with the Houston Texans. And, I think Chubb only had, what, maybe 80 yards, and uh, Hunt added another 20 or 30. So 
No. Deshaun Watson, he'll, I really, I, I still believe he'll come around. People are overreacting like crazy about him. It's like we're preparing ourselves, okay, he's not going to be very good. He hasn't played in 700 games or 700 days. Okay, let's temper expectations. And then we go out there and we see that and we're like, Jacoby Brissett, we got to put him back in there. What the heck are they doing? Like, all right, take a deep breath. Uh, Deshaun Watson did have a couple nice plays. Uh, you know, he had a lot of bad plays. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it or anything like that, but let's just let's be patient. Let's see what he does against uh, the Bengals this week. We know this Browns team kind of takes teams too easy. They knew that they were going to probably win the game against the Texans, so I find it hard to believe that they really had their A-plus effort out there because they're just – sometimes they get entitled. They they listen to what everyone's saying about how they should win, and they think just by showing up that uh, that that'll be good enough. And it wasn't. Our offense uh, got lucky. Let's call it for what it is. And, and, you know, Justin, I agree with you on that one. The organization pays way too much to play like that. and. Yo, I'll, I'll give him the benefit One of the doubt. game, very I, first game. I, I give him the benefit of the doubt, too. I mean, it's been 700 days. It's almost been two full calendar years since he's actually played a snap of real football. And you got to give him time to get back into it. Uh, Bry, Nick Chubb rushed uh, 17 times for 80 yards. And Kareem Hunt rushed nine times for pretty much 60 yards, 57. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that, and then... Deshaun Watson had seven rushes for 21 yards, and then Harrison Bryant with the big gain of eight yards. That was big third down. Yeah. So, I mean, this game, I was – the thing was, Bry, is I was expecting, like everybody else, I understand you got temper expectations because of Watson and just the sure fact of not playing, not being, you know, ready to go, distractions, everything else. But I thought the game plan they tried to set up for him was a little weird. I thought they would come out right out of the gate and just try to get just a couple quick passes. You know, how get him in a rhythm a little bit. Try to get him a screen pass or, you know, wide receiver screen out in the flat or a just a real quick pass to the running back, Kareem Hunt coming out of the backfield. Just a couple passes like that to get him more into the game. Like, they came out and they just started firing right out of the gate. Like the first pass to Schwartz, even though he fumbled, I mean, it was a, it ain't right in the numbers, but it was like, okay, it's a short pass, but I'm expecting them to kind of like work outward, then come back in, let him get used to throwing outside before they let him throw in the middle. And the, and the interception in the end zone that he threw, I mean, that is just, that's not, that is not a bad throw. That is not a bad play. At the point in time, if you look what was happening, that safety should have followed, uh, what was it, Peoples-Jones, right across the field, and he ended up staying set in that zone. So Cooper mm-hmm. uh, Watson was expecting him to drift away when he threw that ball to Cooper, and he didn't drift away. He just kind of settled in right there, and he didn't see him. Even though it sucks because it's in the red zone, but, I mean, it's just one of those things, like, it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of time. And, you know, everybody that's clamoring for Jacoby Brissett and all this stuff, I understand why, because, no, 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 Bri, hear me out. Jacoby played above average, okay? right? They now. figured him out, though. 
I mean, go go watch go watch the Bucks game. Go watch the Bills game. Go watch the Dolphins game again. I mean, he's great. I mean, I I would be okay with Jacoby Brissett for the very first drive. He's great on the first drive, but then after that, he does nothing. I mean, so I know everyone wants to look at the stats and the analytics, but the NFL figured him out in this offense. Right, and I, I totally get that, but the team's winning. The team's winning. The defense is playing better. This defense was supposed to be playing better way before this than what it is now. So the defense, we were supposed to be defense, run, and then pass. And we were run, oh, shit, there's no defense, and, well, we're screwed. Like, there's a difference the way this team has lined up all the way through the year. Now, people are clamoring because we magically got back in the playoff hunt at five and seven or wherever the hell we're at now. And everybody's just kind of all excited and we're just chomping at the bit. Like we're right there. We're back in this. We're going to do this. Pump the brakes, people. (laughs) You still got five games left. You pretty much got to win all five games and you got to beat Cincy who's on fire right now. Even though Baltimore lost uh, Lamar Jackson. There's an opening there. And guess what? Pittsburgh still keeps winning. How the hell does Pittsburgh still keep winning? Pittsburgh's still tied with you with Kenny Pickett. Good coaching. That's all and, I can point and to that's, there. And that's the thing. Like right now, we just got to settle the horses. And you know something, Bry? Do what Al Davis always said. Just win. Whatever it takes to just win. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be Absolutely. pretty for a while. It probably won't be pretty until next year. But just win. Just win. That's all you got to do. Build especially this, this week. Yeah, just oh, especially against the Bengals. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is it yeah. at home or are we down in? Uh, we down no, in, down there. Yeah, down there. In the jungle. All right. Um, Brian, let's let's go through our scores real quick for this past game, and then we'll get okay. Into, we'll get into our players of the game because I mean it was a really great game to watch the defense play the way they did. And to watch, you know, the offensive line. There's one person I do want to bring up with you after we get to score, though. Yep. Um, so my score was 23 to 13, and I'm just going off by memory. I had 23 13 Browns. You had more of a shootout. Um, I don't think you had the Browns covering, but you had the Browns winning. I thought 28 I had- 26, something like that. I thought I had 28 24 or something like that. 28 21. That could have been. Yeah, 28-24. That might have been your score. Well, yeah, so you had them winning but not covering. Well, you almost spiked it right there on that note. I mean, that's a pretty good job by you, big fella. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be like that, but uh, I guess you never know. Back to And they, they got the garbage time touchdown. They shouldn't yeah. have had 14. Now, there is one person that I want to bring up to you, and I want to get my feelings out before you do, if that's okay. Sure. Yep. Jet Wills. A lot of people are clamoring about Jed Wills right now. We need to start looking at tackles. That Jed Wills is overrated. He's not good enough. He's not this. He's not that. You know, guys, I believe we are in the Joe Thomas looking of everything right now because we had a great left tackle for better part of a decade, Brian, if not more. All right. We had one of the elite of the elite. Like, he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is that good of a left tackle. And to bring in a kid to fill in the shoes 
of that man after he left, Bry, it's hard enough to do. Now, will Jed Wills be a first ballot Hall of Famer? No. Can he be a serviceable left tackle? Yes. I think Browns fans are over-exaggerating Jed Wills a little bit because we've had so many years of Joe Thomas. What do you think? Uh, I've been concerned about Jed Wills since last year. If you remember my rant about uh, he's, you know, we, we drafted him in the top 10. There were four offensive tackles uh, that were kind of all in the mix there with uh, Andrew Thomas, who's maybe one of the best left tackles in the league. Tristan Wirfs, who's one of the best right tackles in the league now. Okay, Beck, or, uh, what's the heck, Beckton? What, what's his first? Malik okay. Beckton. Makai okay, Beckton, um, he, he's been good, but he's obviously had a lot of uh, injury issues. Um, so I've been questionable of Jed Wills. I'm not in full out like we have to get rid of him mode and he's hurting this team. I think he's just kind of serviceable. You know, he's um, he's not the best offense. He's probably not top 10 offensive tackles in the league. He's probably not bottom 10. He's somewhere in the middle. Um, so, you know, I think people obviously, like you said, they had high expectations for him. I think it's maybe more because of where he was drafted. He was the second tackle off the board and he was a, he was the 10th pick in the draft. Um, and he came from Alabama. So I think all those things raise expectations for a player. And, uh, yeah, he, he just, he, you keep waiting for him to keep progressing. And it's almost like he's been regressing. Um, this year. I just, I mean, I just want your opinion because I, I, you know, like when I look at it, Bri, I, it's just the first two years. I mean, this is his third full year, right? Uh, third or fourth. Is it the third or fourth? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think third. Okay. The first year he got hurt bad and played kind of through it. Second year, kind of a little bit of the same thing, a little dinged up. This year, I don't know what the problem is, but, and you also got to factor in, right? And I know they've changed it. And he's played enough snaps at left tackle. He was a right tackle coming out and they switched him over to left. But you also have Bill Callahan and you're expecting more out of him with one of the best offensive line coaches. I get that. It's just, I, I know he's been playing subpar, but I also think that if you give him a little bit of time, like give him his fourth year, I mean, he's drafted him for give it, pick up his player option, give him the five years, make sure that you're right on this. And then guess what? After that, you could draft another one. You can figure it out there. You could draft a backup to play for him. We already got Hudson who has been playing really good at right tackle for Conklin. So, I mean, it's, we got, we got some, pieces and parts on this offense line that we got to figure out before we, um, you know, get into the next few seasons. Yeah. I don't think the sky's falling by any means, but when you have an all pro left guard and all pro right guard, and you have a center who's been playing was one of the best centers in the league, your tackles are kind of the weak spot on your offensive line. Um, your tackles are the ones that are holding you back from being, one of the top offensive lines again uh, this year. So yeah, I I just, I don't know 
what the quick fix is for Jed Wills. We keep waiting for him to um, turn the corner and, you know, be a good above average left tackle. And he just up to this point, he hasn't done it. And he's getting some of the best coaching in the league uh, with Bill Callahan, like you mentioned. So he just, you, you want him to so badly. He just hasn't to this point. And I'm still optimistic too. Like you said, I would, you know, maybe pick up that fifth year option um, if they have to make that decision this off season, but I'm not ready to give him a long-term deal at this point. You know, he's got to earn it. All right, big fella, you ready to do your big O player of the week? Yes, sir. If you want to go first, you can. If not, I got some. Well, can we just put Donovan Peoples Jones for the punt return? Does that count? If you want to, I got. He was one of he was one of two guys I had, so you take him. I'm going to go with uh, Peoples Jones for that punt return. We haven't seen one in a very long time which is one of the trivia questions coming up here at the end of the show. So please, yes, sir. Um, but yeah, Donovan's people, Jones, that, that punt return was just magical. As soon as he broke a couple tackles and then everything was open, I'm sitting there, I was, be honest, Bri, the dick in me, I was waiting on him to start doing the Heisman pose once he got the end zone because, I mean, that's what Michigan players do. <laughs> oh, shoot. I, I should have wasn't thinking I should have pulled out the uh, Desmond Howard jersey and make that connection. Was it, hold on. Does that jersey still fit, by the way, or is it like a tank? It's top? tight. It's tight. Uh, yeah, I probably have to take a lot of deep breaths throughout the show. I'd sound like, you know, a wheezing, chubby uh, kindergarten at, uh, at recess. So that's why I didn't do that. Uh, my, my offensive player, and you might notice a theme, uh, Throughout mine, I couldn't decide between Peoples Jones and the guy I went with. Peoples Jones, the Michigan guy, I chose to go with the MAC champion, the Toledo guy. I went with Kareem Hunt. I thought, uh, I thought the spark that he—he he was the only thing that seemed to be working on offense. To be honest, um, you know, he had a couple real strong runs at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, and he was like, I don't know, I don't know if we're just starting to trust him more, finding different ways to use him. Maybe he's just hungrier now. I don't know what the case is, but, uh, but man, he, he was bowling over dudes. He was carrying dudes for five extra yards, and it, it was fun to watch him. And on a day where there's not much going right for your offense, he was kind of the bright spot to me. All right. You're a big D player of the week, big fella. You want me to go? Well, I want, to, I want Toledo for my – Offense, so I'll go Michigan for defense, and I'll go uh, Chase Winovich. He wasn't even uh, out there playing. Did you see? Did you see the Tony Fields uh, touchdown? He played. He knocked one, it up in the air. He played. Who, knocked, who made it happen? One snap. I don't want to hear this shit. So what? give him the credit for the touchdown there, putting his big paw up there, and uh, basically, you know, giving uh, giving Tony Fields a fair catch so he could walk it into the end zone. So that's seven points. For Peoples Jones, that's seven points for Winovich. If you're keeping score at home, hey, if Winovich would have caught it and took it in, that's a different story. No, boy, no, it was a fair, that was a fair you know, catch. Boy, you and I could have scored that one. The boy from West Virginia picked it up and took it in. I don't want to hear this shit. Oh, did he go to? I guess I forgot that. Yes, you did. Good for him. All right, so you stop hating you, Michigan. He, 
Winovich played like three snaps and you're just all about it. Jesus. Difference maker. Yeah, bullshit. If he was such a difference maker, you wouldn't have been on the practice squad for half the year. Anyways, uh, Bry, my defensive player of the week. And I feel bad saying this because he's gone for the season. Sione, Taki, Taki. Uh, blew his ACL out. He's out for the rest of the season. Um, the only reason I give him kudos because he had to fill in a lot of big steps after Walker was hurt and then Phillips got hurt and then everybody else got hurt. And he kind of took on a role by himself for the entire year. So this is kind of like a um, pretty much a celebration because nobody else really on defense played super outstanding. Everybody kind of played good together. You know, Perry on Winfrey actually made some plays, which was saw shocking. him out there. What the hell? But, but I want to give Taki Taki some uh, kudos for the uh, the way he played this year and wanted to thank him for, you know, playing his heart out and, you know, doing what he did out there. Uh, Brian, do you have a just not my day player of the day? Well, it's unfortunate and I don't want to do this, but I guess I will. Um, Denzel Ward uh, getting out there, trying to make tackles and just getting flattened by Nico Collins, of all people. Who's Nico Collins? I don't even know. Where do you even play college football at? I don't but, NC oh, State? Right. No, Michigan. Yep, he played at Michigan. So oh, Michigan, Latin, well, Ohio State. Well, I guess maybe I give him a pass for that because he's just not equipped to take on hits like that. So he did score a touchdown. You know, um, I think maybe most grandmas pushing a shopping cart could have scored that touchdown. But for that one play, getting flattened by Nico Collins, out of state. This is going to be the greatest fucking month ever. <laughs> I hate your face. I told you there's a theme. I hate your face. I hate everything about you, but I still got to agree with you. Did some award taking it like a little girl just laying on the ground. I'm with you on that one. All right, Brian, we look ahead to the Cleveland Browns versus the Northern Kentucky Bengals. Here on Sunday, I think it's a one o'clock kickoff, I believe, right? Uh, yes. Yep, one o'clock. The spread should be Cincinnati by three or six. I think it's closer to six. We'll say we'll say six for our betting. All right. So, Brian, let's get our three keys to victory against the Bengals. And then we will do our picks afterwards, all right? So I'll, if you want me to, I'll go first on my three keys. To sure. My three keys to victory to the Northern Kentucky Bengals is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You're 5-0 and against Cincinnati Bengals. Just keep doing what you're doing. Number two, Brian. Sean Watson has got to get that ball up in the air. I don't need a stellar game from you but I need a better game than what you did the first time. I need to see you progress. I can't see you get worse. And uh, number one, this is probably one of the best wide receiver cores in the NFL. And we have shut them down time after time again. We need Emerson, Newsom, Ward. Uh, let's see here. Anybody in the secondary? Delpit, Johnson, uh, Harrison, even JOK at some point in time. You have got to lock down those wide receivers. If you lock down those wide receivers, they've been without mixing. They got P. Ryan in there. Granted, you guys suck at stopping the run, 
But if you need to lock down those receivers, those are game changing wide receivers there, and not like a little bit game changing. The T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are probably one of the two best wide receivers in the league, especially a tandem. You got to take care of those two. And I will pick, man, since he's been hot, Bry. Since he's been hot, you know something? I'm going to pick the Browns to cover, but lose. Okay. I'm going to pick the Cincinnati Bengals to win 30 to 27. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Write that down. Okay. Um, my three keys to the game and it's kind of goes back to last game and it goes back to the Cincinnati and Kansas city game this past weekend. And it's uh, how do you disrupt a good to elite quarterback? And that's with pressure. That's with getting pressure, your defense alignment, miles Garrett, Javian Clowney, they got to be all over them. Their offensive line is not great. Um, So the way we make Joe Burrow uncomfortable is, don't give him much time to throw the ball because if he has time to get it to Chase and Higgins and Boyd and all his weapons, uh, you know, he can tear you apart. So have to get pressure on him, make him uncomfortable. You know, he is pretty mobile for a, for a quarterback. So you got to be weary of him running the ball. It's kind of like Aaron Rodgers in that way. Um, but yeah, make, get him off his spot, make him throw awkward throws off the back foot and whatnot. Um, number two is more about our offense and it's rediscovering the run game. Our run game has not been very good the last few weeks. Uh, I know against Tampa Bay, maybe the stat line looks pretty good, but don't forget that, uh, that we played an extra quarter and Nick Chubb had a pretty big run in that extra quarter. Um, this is supposed to be one of the best running games in the league. And last week, um, you know, against the Dolphins and the Bills, it, it's kind of been ho-hum. So we got to get that back. I know last time we played them, we had some success there. So really have to uh, concentrate on getting the, get that running game going. And then my number three is, uh, and you could almost say this every week, is just win the turnover battle. Um, that's probably the biggest way that you can lose a game. And if you remember uh, – the Browns were down, what was it, 5 nothing this past week to the Texans mm-hmm. because we turned the ball over a couple times in the first quarter, quarter and a half. So even though the Browns are a much better team than the Texans, the Texans were beating you because you turned the ball over. So if we can win the turnover battle, you know, Cincinnati might be playing better than the Browns are right now, but, um, but that can give doubt in their heads and – uh you know, maybe give us a little bit of a lead, and then we know the Browns are much better playing from ahead. Yeah, and uh, so we got Justin in here that said 30 to 12 Cincinnati. He's just – is he just a Watson hater? Is that why he's kind of turned the corner? Because he he's, picked he's, big – He's a – okay, he said earlier he is a Browns fan, but he will not root for Watson, and that's fine. Okay. So not- we can expect more of this going forward. Oh, yeah, a lot of negativity going forward. It's fine. Okay. Pick, hey. uh, Ravens, picking the Ravens to win by 20 next week. Probably. Gotcha. With, with a backup quarterback. Backup I get it. Quarterback. I get it. 
Uh, Craig said Browns 31 to 17. That's a good one. I like the optimism. Thank yeah. you, Craig. Well, Brian, you know, I think Justin's just finally been beat down enough that he's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Till they actually do something, I'm just going to be like, eh. But it is time, Bry, and I put it out all over social let media. Me, uh, let me give my score here, and I'm still kind of oh, figuring right. it out. Um, yeah, I probably have Cincinnati winning two. I don't feel great about it because, I mean, as we see, it's kind of weird with, uh, with the NFL. Certain teams play certain teams better. Like Cincinnati has Kansas City's number. We have Cincinnati's number. Sometimes you just figure teams out. You know, Joe Woods has had pretty good defensive uh, game plans for the Cincinnati Bengals. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns can pull it out again. Um, but now, just... hold on. Before you make your pick, Bry. Yep. Kevin, hold on. Kevin Stefanski is 8 and 0. Right. Versus feline themed teams. Panthers, Bengals, um, Jaguars. There you go. Really? Including 2 0 versus the Jaguars in preseason. There's a little creamy nougat for you. Oh, gosh. Well, now you got me second guessing it. There um, it is. I knew I'd get you. Come on, Bri. Here's a dollar for you. Here's a dollar for you. Yeah, you know what? I got a big enough lead here. Browns 27, Cincinnati 20, we'll give them 23. All right, there it is. Baited him right into it. Now I'm probably going to lose again, so it doesn't matter. I like it. Hey, uh, you'll take that. I'll take that. It'll be all right. All right, Bri, we are <laughs> here. We're getting ready for a little bit of. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. It is definitely time for Fat Boy Tuesday, and I put it out there all over social media. What is your favorite soups, people? And I hit all the Browns groups. I hit everywhere. We've had chicken noodle. We have had stuffed pepper soup. We have had split pea and ham soup. We have had ham and bean soup. We have had tomato soup. We have had lobster bisque. We have had potato soups and 16 other potato soups. We have had just chicken and rice. We've had creamy chicken, broccoli, bread, or blah, 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 blah. We've had all these. Now, Bri? Yep. We have talked about a certain topic that could take a little form, and I consider it soup. I don't know what you consider it, but I believe chili is a soup. But also, chili could be its own kind of thing. Okay. Kind of like hmm. is a hot dog a sandwich, which we've already argued about before. Right, right. But some of the best soups that are out there, Bri, you got, I mean, you never had New England clam chowder. I don't believe you're a clam chowder kind of guy. Any sea, I, I love soup, but anything that has seafood in it, I'm probably out on. And the reason why I brought up soups is that like, it's not like a fat boy fat thing. But man, when you work outside and it's cold as shit and you come home, and there's like a chicken noodle soup waiting on you or something of that nature. Man, you just eat the hell out of it. and just makes you feel warm inside. I don't know what it is. And like, Brian, we've had those days where you've been frozen to the bone outside. And you come in and there's, 
potato soup sitting there that's been cooking all day and it's just nice and warm and it's not you know, hearty just just something warm to get in your body and mm-hmm. you know something for us it's soups we've done soups so much you know we even do them at work half the time uh we had a broccoli cheddar soup at work we've had potato soups we've had minstroni italian wedding soups matzo ball soups wonton soup you know was it sweet and spicy like there's just so many soups so brian listen, sounding like you're sounding like bubba gump right now <laughs> i feel, I feel it. So here, my dad said oyster black eyed peas and kale stew from justin oh all right we got my dad oyster soup but my dad loves oysters anyway so that's perfect <laughs> um also like i and we'll get into our top three favorite soups but also you got to factor in like the saltine crackers or bread. They kind of dunk in the soup. Oh, that's the other one. French onion soup. Brian, have you ever? Oh, right. Love French onion soup. I forgot about it. I'm going to add it to the list now. Yeah, big fan. Oh, especially with that mozzarella cheese just melted all over the top of that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> big croutons. Mm, or French bread. We always use French bread here. I'm not, I'm not against that. All right, so. Is there any soups you think I'm missing? Um, got you got most of them. Uh, the couple that I've written down were obviously tomato soup is a classic, but like tomato bisque, maybe a little bit creamier. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. Um, I don't know if you mentioned broccoli cheese. I think you did. Oh yeah, um, but also close to broccoli cheese is like a beer cheese soup. Um, Really good. Sometimes maybe a little too much. Um, that's why the broccoli kind of breaks up the cheese a little bit. So that's why that's maybe a little bit better in my mind. But um, yeah, you hit on most of them. Yeah, French onion though, really good. Like um, let's see. Yep, there's my dad right there. What I grew up on: tomato soup and grilled cheese. Sure. Just that grilled cheese right in that tomato soup. Oh, so good. My wife makes a baked potato soup, Bri. Okay. And it's, you know, the heavy cream with actual baked potato, but then you top it off with the cheddar cheese scallions and like sour cream on top with the bacon bits. Sure. Can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, a really good hearty chicken noodle soup too. I mm, I can't. We had, so Rick at work made some great chicken noodle soup and he actually used the uh, penne pasta. Which I've never okay. used, like. The, I've always used like bow ties or you know the elbow macaroni or you know the egg noodles or whatever you got here. Yeah, egg noodles are good. But man, he had that penne pasta. My microphone's sounding great right now, huh? Uh oh, um, thought that was me. And penne pasta, it, it actually shocked me because it was so good. Mm-hmm. But man, you can't you can't go wrong with a good soup. Like my wife loves the uh, chicken and wild rice soup. From Panera. Yeah, I think my wife likes something like that too. Some sort of chicken and rice soup. She's a big fan of. It's just so good. And it's uh Go ahead. my grandma used to uh used to put like elbow macaroni in her chili. Um, so not a ton of it, but but enough to know it was there. I think we she called it maybe Cincinnati style chili, and now you know uh Skyline and Gold Star or whatever it's called uh, down there, taking that to the next level. But yeah, little noodles in your chili. I'm not opposed to that. 
And Justin said, you got to watch out with the French onion. A lot of places use too much salt. I agree with that. Sure. Sure. Uh, let's see here. We got, uh, oh, turtle. Oh, God, Dad. I forgot about turtle soup. Well, it's turtle soup. It's turtle soup. All right. That's... My grandma used to make like a salad dressing and she'd call it turtle soup. So I don't know if it's close to what you're talking about. No, no. We would, um, snapping turtles. Oh, you're talking legit turtle. Like legit turtle. <laughs> hey, like shooting that thing with a 22, letting it bleed out, and then making a huge ass pot of it. I forgot about turtle soup, and it's so good too. Because you don't even like you don't even think about it unless somebody actually tells you it's turtle, because you can't even taste the like the the gaminess in it. It's almost like eating chicken noodle soup. So why not just eat chicken noodle soup then? Well, because guess what? Chicken noodle soup costs money, and when you can shoot a turtle and skin it for free, <laughs> sounds like a lot of work. It's not that much work. It's a twenty-two and a butcher knife, and that's all you need. <laughs> all right, take your word for it. And also, pray to God that he doesn't snap your fingers as you're trying to pull his head out. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, it's it's a process. It's a process. <laughs> What about possum soup? Like, let's just get into the wild game now. I mean, sure, you raccoon soup, squirrel soup, uh, uh, skunk soup, whatever you want. If you, where's the line? Where do you draw the line? If that's the case, that is right. So, hold on, we can't do it Thursday, Justin. You're supposed to do it on our show. We're not doing it Thursday. You're doing it on the Tuesday beforehand. Yep. My dad said, in a black kettle over an open fire. Oh, for turtle soup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, here, Craig, raccoon soup. Man, we are just getting you know, off. There you see, I knew it. I, I, I can't see help it. See I can't, help it can't help it, Brian. Let's get into our top Thanks, three. Craig. You ready for that? I mean, okay. We, Brian, we really did have about, I would say about 50 people chime in about their favorite soups. And thank mm-hmm. you, guys. Thank you guys so much. One Browns fans only Browns worldwide on Twitter, all the groups that we're a part of. If you guys want to watch the show, we'd love to have you guys watch the show. Cause I'll keep popping up food questions for everybody. And we talk Browns all the time. So come in, join us. I know there's a couple new ones in here now, but it's a great time, especially when it comes to food like this, and especially something that Brian and I can get our, <laughs> let's just say sink our teeth into. There you go. Uh, there's the pun. So, Brian, let's get into our top three. Okay, he said he'll do it live. He already has it recorded. Thank God. <laughs> I don't want him to ruin our Christmas by not reading the hooker and blow save Christmas. All right, Brian. Let's get into our top three soups, all right? I will go first with my number three. My number three is a cheddar potato soup. That sounds good. It's it's nothing much to it. Yeah, a little bit of bacon bits to it. Just go to town. Nice hearty soup to go to. Yep. Number two, and as my dad mentioned, and I grew up on it, like you wouldn't believe we'd be outside playing in the snow, doing whatever you come inside that tomato soup with a grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. Just there's something about it. 
I I don't know what it is. And it's hey, a lot of people like I had Matt today at work going, really? You're just going with the classics? No, like that's a legit classic. Like you get sure. a grilled cheese and tomato soup, you are golden for the rest of the day. And my number one, Bry, and this is gonna kind of even though I do like chicken broth a lot, but my number one is my wife's baked potato soup with the I like a hearty meat, you know, you can go classic with your chicken noodle, but the baked potato soup with the sour cream, cheese, and bacon bits on top, kind of mix it all in together. It's really good. And it's you got two spots for the potato. Is there is there meat in your wife's baked potato soup? Bacon. Oh, okay. Just bacon. Okay, gotcha. What else would it be? I I, I thought maybe there was like uh, ground beef or something. I didn't know at first. No, it's just it's baked potato and it's bacon. Yep. All right, Brian, give me your top three. Well, I might shift it around. Load of load of baked potato was my or load of potato soup was probably my number one as well. But for the sake of being a little different, I'm going um I'm going broccoli cheddar number three. Um, like I said, the beer cheese is good. Uh, but you can only have so much of it, so the broccoli cheddar kind of breaks the broccoli breaks up the the saltiness from the cheddar pretty well. Uh, then my number two is um, chili, so I'll, I'll throw it out there. I probably prefer my chili with a little bit less beans. I'm okay with the beans. I just don't want a heaping load of beans in my chili, and then oh, you're you know, like me a, and maybe you're like a Texas chili kind of guy. Sure. I don't know if I've ever had Texas chili, but I love Texas, so um, I'll try it. A little spice to it, too. Maybe a little hot sauce or dab here, dab there. I'm okay with that. Um, and it's, it's versatile. That, that's one thing about chilies. You could have 20 different chilies, and they're all different. So, um, you know, throw some noodles in there, throw some spice in there, more beans, less beans, giant chunks of tomato, you know, whatever you decide so that's my number two my number one then you reminded me of it french onion soup um it's a classic i know it's a ton of cheese uh and i can't remember there was a restaurant in northeast ohio that my parents used to always talk about and they would serve french onion soup with like little uh scissors because when you pull it up and that cheese is just stringing probably five feet up like that just take the scissors and snip it right off um i don't know if they still do or not but i thought that was a genius idea that's next level thinking so crunch onion soup love it um don't get it enough but that's my number one justin is trying to make this show go a lot longer does pasta go in chili oh boy uh, when pasta is involved with chili i start thinking of goulash and sure. I don't think of chili. Fine line. Fine line. Like when I think of chili, I think of like saltine crackers, Fritos. Um, you know, I don't think of a pasta like cornbread. I think of cornbread with chili. My dad said, try a little bit of brown sugar in your chili. Oh, yeah. That sounds fantastic. Sweeten it up a little bit. Now, sure. we're not. Like when we made our chili, you know, especially back home, we would use fresh tomato juice to make our chili. Mm-hmm. So like 
I've had to, you know, since I don't get it that often anymore, but like I'll substitute with like V8, uh, put V8 in there, especially the hot and spicy V8. If my wife isn't eating the chili and I am, but I have to kind of simmer it down for the wife and kids because they don't like spicy. But I mean, man, we are just getting it's it's chilly. It's soup season, bud. It's That's not, right. I like it. All right, Brian. Let's uh let's finish off our trivia here. All there right. you go. Yes, sir. I remembered it. Our trivia is I think it is me. There it is. Our trivia is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland. We will have a adoptable dog probably next week that we will show you, but we can't thank them enough. And if you are new coming to the show, we have the brand, the new brand of the City Dogs is going to be joining us. And also our new logo that will be coming out here next year as soon as we touch up some things. So hope everybody likes it. Uh, Justin said Michigan still sucks. Um, Here we go. Not this year, Justin. Well, we'll find out here in about. 22 point win says otherwise. 22. So hold on. Now I got to ask you before we get into the trivia. If Ohio State comes all the way through this and beats Michigan and wins the national championship, are you going to be like one of those guys that go, "Well, we beat you in the regular season, so it really doesn't matter"? Are you going to be one of those guys? It's a it's a flaw of the college football. Like last year, we saw it last year. Uh, Alabama beat Georgia once, and Georgia beat Alabama once, but because Georgia beat them in the national championship game, they're better team than Alabama. I I mean, it's not just an Ohio State Michigan thing. It's, okay. it's a I just, flaw in the system. I just wanted to make sure, Bri. Just wanted to make sure. Hey, you know, let's what they should do is they should start give Michigan 45 points and give Ohio State 22 points and then play the game from there and see who wins. I think that would be the fairest way to do it. Well, might as well. I mean, I'm that works for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can't get into it. So the trivia questions that I gave a big bry is who was the last Cleveland Brown to return a punt return and what year? The second one as a follow-up, if he sucked on the first one was there is one team that had four defensive touchdowns in a game. And it was the last team that's done it. There's a lot of three, but there's only one that has four. And if he could name that team. So, Bri, the floor is yours. Who was the last Cleveland Brown to return a punt return for a touchdown? So, I'll I'll be honest, and I, I did hear the – I think maybe I misheard it. I don't know. For some reason, I think I heard the year was 2015. Um, and then I started thinking, and I found out that my memory for when these guys have played is just terrible. Like, I couldn't remember when Josh Cribbs was a Brown. I, I don't know if you remember, but I was like, did he? Did Josh Cribbs play in 2015, or did he play in, like, 2006 and 2007? Like, so I um, – my guess is uh, Travis Benjamin. I oh, think maybe – Shut is it? Up. Yes. <laughs> so I think it was the game Manziel won um, against like the Niners or something. It was. Maybe it was a different game. Was it? Yeah. yeah. So Travis, he might have had, did he have two that game or something? I think he had one and then the one deep pass from Manziel. 
Okay, yeah. So he he won the game, but like it was, maybe it was Manziel. One of Manziel's very few wins is a Brown. So uh, yeah, Travis Benjamin, my guy. All right, four defensive touchdowns, big fella. Is it in the last forty years? Yes. Okay. Hold on. Um. Yes. So eighty-two after eighty-two. Um. The best guess I had. I, I know they had a great defense in the eighties, and they had a pretty good defense in the two thousands as well with Brian Urlacher. I'm going with the Bears. Close, but no cigar, big fella. The nineteen eighty-four Seattle Seahawks oh. had four pick sixes. Wow, four pick sixes, bud. Was Manziel the quarterback in that game too? No, but I'm pretty sure Baker Mayfield was. And on that, oh, note, we didn't we didn't even talk. How did we not even talk about Baker? I was gonna. I, I had a whole lap around the room that I was gonna do as my victory lap, and he's not part okay. of the Browns anymore. I know. Where? Can you believe some people like at the start of the year were arguing that Baker was still a really good quarterback? Right. I, I'm. Uh, they're probably the same people that are saying Jacoby Brissett should go in and uh, and play quarterback for us right now. I'm not. Lying. I, I'm. I'm guessing. I'm telling you, they're probably the same people. You are. So they're Baker Bros, Jacoby Bros. Not. Deshaun and I love Jacoby Brissett, but yeah, uh, he's a very very good backup. Oh, what did my sister write? I'm going to let's see. I'm going to go with the New England Patriots for the defense. No, you're close. My sister guess about. She's got the tomato juice. There she goes. I got a pantry that has some of the fresh canned tomato juice. Oh, my sister! I cannot wait to come see you. There you go. Uh, I'm looking forward to. Yes, I and I love it. Like I think between me, my dad, and my uncle. We're the only ones that really like the fresh tomato juice. Mm-hmm. It's weird. All right, everybody, we are here at the end of the show. Uh, you guys like the show, please. Anytime you guys want to comment here on Facebook or YouTube, can't do it on Twitter, but you guys come on in comments. We love the comments. We'll even ask questions and answer questions about the comments. We have a blast doing this show. Please like, subscribe, uh, anything you can do, spread the word. We love doing this. Brian and I have so much fun doing it, especially when we start getting into food and browns and especially some Ohio State Michigan hate. <laughs> On that note, Brian, we are here at the end of the show. Why do you not? God bless them. Yes, sir. God bless. God bless America. I am that fat guy, and we are legal ham to the face, and we are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we're out after I say thank you to our service members for everything you do. We appreciate you guys more than anything in the world. And what you guys do is one remarkable thing for the rest of us here in the United States. So thank you so much. All right, Bri, I will see you next Tuesday, brother. Amen. All right. See you.